everybody welcome back to negro please radio i'm your host chris allen how's everybody doing glad to be back as usual off the top i want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you guys for tuning in downloading streaming however you watch however you consume our podcast thank you so much and um, tell a friend enemy co-worker about it and uh let's get it going um sorry about last week i um i recorded while i was in richmond i um i made a mistake i misquoted someone's name a couple of times uh miss not misquoted but uh miss misspoke i don't know i said their name wrong a couple of times so i had uploaded it and i realized like oh that is not how you say their name and um <laughs> i had to take it down so i apologize and i was going to re-record i had a uh, a family issue happen and i i, I just couldn't uh i i, I couldn't uh, record it again so my bad um so we'll just start with my milestone as we usually do. For those who don't know, we have an eight-year-old son. His name is Miles. And I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing. And uh now it's it's still nothing, man. He's um he's been back home for about a month now. He's settling in, but he's back to like um he's not sleeping very well in his room. Uh, I don't know what it is. He goes out of town, he'll sleep to 9 30, 10 sometimes, but here. It can vary between uh, four to uh, eight o'clock. So I, I wish we knew what it was. Maybe he knows deep down inside he could always sleep in our room, and that's what it is. But uh, we sticking to our guns, man. He, he's not coming back in our room. He's not. But it, it's just tough. We, you know, we try to watch something at night, and he 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 just keeps coming down. You know, every half an hour. It's twelve thirty. I can't sleep. Um, last night he came down with the phoniest cough of all time. I mean, you would think he had Ebola the way he was coughing. Me and my wife just looked at each other and just started dying laughing. It was such a bad acting job. <laughs> he was just like, what? I was just like, dude, two seconds ago, you were choking. Now, all of a sudden, he is completely fine. Um, it's just funny how little kids just know what you will react to and just try to go all out with it. And, uh, yeah, it was just a funny moment, man. Just <laughs> it's like, all right, easy, buddy. You just don't want to go to bed. You don't need to choke choke yourself out. <laughs> just, man, kids are funny. But uh, I need to apologize to a friend. I kind of yelled at them. I was I was already on 10. Let me let me say this before I go into everything. Um, yeah, throughout the pandemic, I didn't watch a lot of news. It was already a lot of shit going on. And I felt it was as best for, for my mental health and just stability and peace of mind to just watch as little as possible. But I, I do love to be informed. Um, I'm a comic. I like to talk about the, about the real things that are going on. I like to talk about what the fuck is going on in our country. Uh, I like to talk about it here on this podcast. I feel like uh, jokes and comedy and, and emotion are tied together. And when it, when I explore all these different stories and stuff like that, uh, like the Shikari Richardson stuff that I, uh, I'm going to talk about here and just all the other stuff, I try to explore how I really feel about that. And sometimes this shit makes me mad. And um, you might catch me when I'm I'm mad about something because I'm exp I'm exploring this like, OK, why am I mad about this? What What really pisses me off about this story or what do I really like about this story? What annoys me about that? And I sometimes I sit in the in these emotions. 
I, I think that's what comics should do. At least what I, I do. Because I'm not the type of comic. I just can't make up silly shit. Sometimes I can, but for the most part, that's not where my comedy is rooted in. I can, yeah, I, I'm not saying I, I, I cannot be silly because I can, but I'm just not, I can't really just make up uh, silly stories like that. That's just not, that's just not me. But I did, I dude, I could make up a, a serious fight in a heartbeat because I've had long ass conversations with my wife, my mom, my sisters, my boss of, of just dialogue I've, I'm making up in my head and I'm getting mad about or um, I'm winning in an argument or I'm losing an argument. I'm very good at, at, at that. You know, I can I can I can I can write that all day in my mind. But coming up with silly shit, not not that easy. But I dude, I can I can walk myself um, into a frenzy over the smallest things. I can I, I can project, but coming up with a silly you know anecdote, that's nah, not me. But I I can the other thing, I'm your guy. If you want drama, I'm your guy. If you want to fight, I'm your guy. Um, so. Um, I was already on this whole Shikari Richardson thing when someone texted me about it. So I was a little, I was a little, um, a little heated about it already. And I'll tell you why. And I get it, man. This was the hot story last week, but again, I fucked up and I had to redo everything. Um, if you don't know, if you've been living under the rock the last couple of weeks, uh, Shikari Richardson, the track star, uh, she broke a record. I think it was a hundred meter dash, hundred meter run dash, or whatever you want to call it. Um, she won. She was gonna go to the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, a few days later, she got popped for a drug test, and it came back uh, positive for marijuana. And it started a whole national conversation about like, oh, they shouldn't be testing this for this anymore. Blah blah blah. Which I agree. But the old saying, the rules are the rules, popped up. And look, I'm a military guy. I get it. The rules are the rules. <laughs> I've said it. We all say it. But what bothers me is when certain groups say it, because uh, for them, it's always very impaired. Uh, it's always black and white. It's very cut and dry when it comes to dealing with black people, minorities, people of color uh, and just other groups. It's very, very uh, uh, it's cut and dry. Like I said, just very simple. Hey. The rules are the rules. You break the rules. These are the consequences. But with those same people, when it's their turn, all of a sudden, well, is it really a law or a suggestion, a laws versus rules, the Constitution and my rights? And, hey, that's what I don't like. That's what bothers me. Because, if, if honestly, if you were, if you were a the rules are the rules person, that means that shit applies all across the board because why the rules are the rules. I'm not for rules are the rules. People being anti-mask because again, the rules are the fucking rules. And I'm sure people are like, well, the constitution, Hey, again, rules are fucking rules, man. It's not your store. It's their store. It's their establishment. It's their bar. It's their whatever. And a lot of times the people who own these places, they don't even like the rules. But again, rules are the rules. If you're going to open a store, whatever's town, city, um, 
village you live in, you know that there's rules and laws and regulations that you have to abide by if you want to if you want to be open. If you have a restaurant, you have to do certain shit in the kitchen. If you want to stay open, because if they come and see, hey, man, there's rat shit on this counter or this stuff isn't clean. We're shutting you down. That's how it works. Yeah, Shikari knew the rules. You, If you want to be an Olympian, you know what you can and can't do. Okay? At least you didn't blame it on a fucking burrito like the other uh, like the other woman. Yeah, I had a lapse in judgment. My mom died. I was fucked up. I smoked weed. I shouldn't have. I should be punished. Cool. But the people that almost get jo that get joy out of it, and they're, just, they're the, the first ones. Hey, the rules, man. You wouldn't wear a mask. Why should everybody else obey the rules when you, you don't have to? Why is it always fucking different with you? Why? Why? That's what I don't get. And it, it, it's even deeper because these are the people who love freedom. They don't want to be told what to do. But when it's everybody else, they know all the fucking rules. All the laws. But when things don't go their way, all of a sudden it's tyranny. They're being oppressed now after telling people if America is not oppressive, it's, you can do whatever you want. And as soon as you do whatever you want, all of a sudden, hey, you, you got rules, buddy. There's consequences. Again, I'm I'm fine with consequences. But don't let's not let's not switch them when it when it's when it's your turn to uh have to abide by those rules. Guess what? We abided by the rules. Donald Trump fucking lost. Let's move on. Get the fuck over it. Wear a mask. Get a fucking vaccine. Do what's right. You always tell them trying to tell people to do the right thing. Do what you're supposed to do. But you do what you want to do because you have a right to do that. But everybody else, it's not about your rights. It's about what's what's right. That shit bothers me, man. It, it, it really does. For everybody else, it's just surface level principles. Hey, rules are the rules. But when you fuck up all of a sudden, well, let's get into these statutes and a rule versus a, a law versus this and my rights and why why is that cool, man? Why is that cool? Why can you hold everybody else's feet to the fire? But when it comes to your turn, all of a sudden we you want to pull out the rule rule book. It it it, it bothers me. It it really does. It it just it really pisses me off, man. It really does. I mean, it's just it's it is crazy that the standard of behavior. Uh, this is a slightly different topic, but how the standard of behavior that athletes are supposed to uh, abide by. You know, once we once once a uh, black black athletes get status and money, all of a sudden this thin line they have to walk, and all of a sudden people also they want to pocket watch them. People feel like um, when black people get uh, get successful, all of a sudden. We owe America something. We don't. You don't. We don't owe anybody anything. Again, yeah. A, 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 another thing that pisses me off about this kind of shit, man. We don't. We don't owe America anything. Like the other, the woman uh, who who uh, she didn't want to um, stand, for, so she didn't face the, the the flag during the anthem. People, oh, this country's so great, but yet they don't want to leave it. We don't have to leave America. 
We don't have to like, we don't have to be uh, in love with America to be here. We were born here. This is our country. We pay rent here too. This is our shit. We can complain all fucking day about America. We don't have to leave. Long as you pay on your way, you have the right to complain. This is our country. Again, but telling other, but telling other people, hey man, you got to stop complaining, and you're still crying about the election, still crying about it. But everybody else needs to stop complaining. We don't owe you anything. We don't owe America a fucking thing. I, I don't. You got to get that through your head, man. You got to get, we don't owe America anything. You get money all of a sudden. Oh, look, see if living in America did this for you. America didn't do shit. Everybody else, it's always their hard work and dedication and their uh, stick to itness, their drive that got them what they have. But when it's black people, you should be thankful to live in America. You should just not complain. No, fuck that. Because most of these guys, and these uh, women, y'all try to stop us at every fucking chance you get from us being successful. I remember back in the early 2000s, they were doing all kind of shit to stop LeBron James from, from um playing. Remember this shit? All of a sudden in Ohio, you have to have your tattoos covered up because you're not, you're not 18. Where'd that rule come from? <laughs> they didn't want to play against that dude so bad. They made up a rule about tattoos. Just, just trying to find a way to keep him, keep him from playing. Always trying to find something to do to 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 uh, to make it harder for us. Look, they're doing it now with the voting rights in some of these uh, GOP ran uh, uh, states. You want to make it harder? Why? Because you didn't get the result that you wanted. And this, to me, this goes back to the rules. Of, the rules are the rules. You lost. Let's move on. Now, all of a sudden, you want to change the rules of the game so you can win it next time. And then when you lose next time, those same rules that you just made, you're going to be mad at those rules and blame someone else for those rules that you just passed. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Absolutely nuts. We make it to that level where we have status and money. As athletes, as entertainers, now all of a sudden, like, hey, man, you, you got to watch what you, what your content is. Rappers, oh, look at your lyrical content. You're hurting the black community. A black actor, why are you have, why are you doing these roles portraying black men in this 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 uh, position? Why are you why are you uh, doing this role? You're portraying black women in this position. Why are you doing this? Are you helping black people with your money? What are you doing X, Y, and Z? Why are we being held to these standards? I don't I don't get it. Are you asking white athletes what they're doing with their money? Are they helping poor white kids? Are you making sure that they do that? Probably not. See, we, we get money and all of a sudden everything we do needs to be on an on the up and up. Everything needs to be super positive. It can't hurt anybody. It needs to be uh, appropriate for children, for these people, for the for everybody. But no one cares that you have these major corporations ran by these people that are, I mean, they, they poison our water supply, our food supply is shit. 
They damage our environment, fucking strip mining and shit. They they profit billions of dollars every quarter. Some of these energy companies. And they do all types of shit to our environment. Look at our look at look at history, man. Some of these companies, man, they poison the ground. It gets into the groundwater. You got kids born with birth defects, all type of shit, and they just sweep it under the rug. But hey, we got to stop Cardi B and Lil Nas X and you know these, these rappers from saying the stuff that they're saying because this this isn't cool. You're you're hurting the black community. How can you yeah? How can you take any pride in that? They said we got to think about all that shit when we want to make money. We got to make sure not to piss off uh, your 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 white fans because. You know, they're concerned. They don't want they don't want to hear you talk about these certain issues, man. You know, but yeah, a conservative athlete, athlete, yeah, y'all want them to talk all day, but everybody else, it's hey man, I I I I watch sports to get away from politics. But if you got some fucking uh offensive lineman from Iowa that wants to be, you know, pro life, have at it, buddy. Do what you gotta do. Say what you want to say. This is America. Free speech. That's right. Don't get mad at him. He's saying the right thing. But black people speak up. Hey, man, look, we're not really trying to hear that shit right now, man. We just want you to play. Just stick just stick to football, buddy. Just stick to basketball. They just want, they just want a docile Negro that makes them happy. They don't want to hear shit you got to say. Yeah, man. The rules are the rules, though. <laughs> I know I get it. Look at my hair. Uh, if you can't, if you're not watching, you're not going to see it. But I got my hair uh, twisted up. It's going to be locked up. It's going to be pretty dope. I'm excited. This is very different for me. I've always heard people call their, their uh, whenever they do this to the hair a journey. And I got to say, it's been two days and I can see why they call it a journey, man. It's, it's definitely different. I got to get comfortable with it. I know when it's ready, uh, it's going to be dope, but it's, it's going to be a, a long process. Uh, that was a hard pivot from me being super angry to like, hey, look at my hair. <laughs> and um, I want to give a shout out to um, everybody that came out to see me this past weekend at Sandman Comedy Club in Richmond. I had a great time. I was there from Thursday to Saturday. Um, all the shows were fun. I would say the toughest show was probably second show Saturday. Uh, it's, it was just one of those crowds where like they had a good time, but they really won't, weren't vocal. And that could be tough on comics. You know, uh, you, you're used to a certain response. And uh, when you don't get it, you go, man, they must hate me. They're not liking it. But we also have to remember a lot of us comics, we don't really laugh hard at things because we're over. We're analyzing the material. We're trying to anticipate where we think the joke is going. And we just not big laughers a lot of times. And, and sometimes we got to realize this. You might get an entire crowd of people who just aren't big, big laughers. They kind of consume comedy the, the same way you do. They have a good time. They'll chuckle, laugh, and go, oh, that was fucking funny. They're really having a good time, but they're not going to be slapping each other on the back and slapping their knee and falling over and doing spit takes. But uh, when you don't get that, it's, it can be tough. It, it makes you second guess what you're doing up there. But they were fun. I had a great time. People, we, uh, people were very supportive. They bought a ton of shirts. I had so much fun. It was great being there with Winston and Paige. I had a, a bunch of my buddies come out. 
Uh, I have Frank Neblet. He did a guest spot. Uh, Fernando Madrigal came out from D.C. He did a guest spot. Uh, Nick Dees was there. Addison Hall came out. Uh, Ray Kirby from Virginia Beach. I'm just saying a bunch of people. No one knows who these guys are, but they're my friends. Ken Edwards. It was it was just nice, man, because uh, a lot of these guys, when I came here, they were very, very new to comedy and had really never worked a club before. And here I am. I'm finally headlining a, a nice club. It's not my hometown. And I got two of my best friends on the show with me. It's just uh, it was a nice time. It was a it was a nice uh, marker for all of us to go. Hey, look, we've accomplished something. You know, we we started off. Well, I was doing more before, but you know, we kind of started off together this group, and uh, here I am headlining, and we're all on the same on a real show. And we've done a lot of bar shows together. We've done guest spots at clubs together, all that kind of stuff. We've been on showcases at clubs, but to have a legit weekend where it's just us, I'm on the marquee. It was a special moment. Uh, it was it was it was cool, man. And uh, that was the most I've ever spent in Richmond because uh, I would go there do some shows at the Funny Bone or. I'll go to a mic, but I never really got to go around uh, Richmond at that much. But uh, it's a very interesting. It's a different town. I'll tell you that it's it's a very it's a very weird southern slash progressive town, man. It, it, it's a it's a tough one to figure out what the people are like. Um, like a lot of big progressive cities, the moment you step out of it, um, it can be night and day. And I feel like over time. Uh, it's less gradual because I felt like growing up, you would leave the city and it would just got progressively more rural and I would say more conservative, but it seems like there's like a hard, like this is liberal, this ain't, you know, it's not like, oh, okay, we're getting out into the country. You're seeing more Confederate flags, you know, a few more, a few more, boom, a bunch. Now it's just like gay pride, Black Lives Matter. And like the moment your, your tire reaches the other county, it is Confederate flag, uh, super conservative, Trump stuff still up. It, it's just like, uh, it's it's pretty wild how like, um, how divided we are, man. <laughs> pretty wild. Um, and it's just like these hard areas, man. Just like, this is progressive. This is not. I mean, just boom, boom. Just a quick turn these days. Um, but I had a great time, man. Thursday was was fun. I was super nervous. I, I do this thing where I'm like, man, I don't know if I can do this time. Like, what am I doing? I who who do I think I am? Uh, I think that's the imposter syndrome. But I get up there, I tell the first couple of jokes, and next thing you know, boom, I'm 30 minutes in, and I got to wrap it up in about 15 minutes. Um. But I had a great time. I, I, I learned a lot. Um, the family came out on Saturday, so it was nice to have them there to support me uh, Saturday. The, she didn't come to the show, but they came to Richmond. Uh, Miles loves hotels, so he got to stay in the hotel. But uh, we had fun, man. We had a we we had a we had a great time. I want to say that one of the funnest moments of the weekend was after the show. Me and Winston go back to the hotel. And we were ordering junk food on the 7-Eleven app. <laughs> For some reason, that was fun. Just going like, you know what? Drop the almond Snickers. 
and give me a take five. And he would go, all right, dropping the almond, getting you to take five. I think it took me about 10 minutes to order all the shit that I wanted, but we had a good time, man. Um, so shout out to uh, Mr. Sands, Sandman, whatever he calls himself. Uh, Sands is cool, man. He's kind of a maniac. He's a, he's a fun dude. He owns the club. Uh, thank you, Carlton, for, for uh, recommending me and getting me that weekend. I appreciate it. To Winston and Paige, you guys did a great job. To everybody that came out and did guest spots, thank you so much, Corey Marshall. He was also on the show, another great comic out of Richmond who now lives in uh, New York City. Um, but uh, I, I think that's it. Sorry, this is kind of all over the place, man. I, I uh, Still a lot of my mind. Still a lot of my mind. Um, again, thank you so much for all the support. If you're new to my podcast, welcome. Um, it felt good. It, it felt great. I mean, walking up to the club and seeing my face on the marquee was was great. And uh, I ended my shows by saying this uh, on Saturday, man. Um, if you have a dream, pursue that shit. You know, you might not be able to do it full time, but take the baby steps to start doing it. Whatever it is, because there's so many people out there who hate their job. They hate what they have to do to um, provide for their family, but they do it because it's what they have to do. But deep down inside, there's something they would rather be doing. And uh, I say pursue it, you know, just be responsible with it, especially if you got like a wife and kids, man, or a husband and kids. Or if you have a family, just do it the right way. But if you don't, man, hey, go hard at that shit. And, um, oh, I'll say this and get out of here. Um, the album is done. The the, the cover artist is is uh, is out. Um, August 6th is the date. I'm not really sure when they're going to start the pre-sales, probably here in a couple of weeks. So uh, thank you to everybody at Helium for that. Um, it was an experience. I had a lot of fun doing it. I was, I was a, a, a big ball of nerves. I was super scared about the whole thing. Um, I'm proud of it. I'm happy with it. Uh, it wasn't the most ideal situation. Uh, but I mean, who am I? I the next one will be way better. I, I but I, I'm proud of what I what I did with this album. I can't wait for people to hear it. Um, everyone has been so nice, so supportive. So please continue that. Buy the shit out this motherfucking album when it comes out. Please do. Um. I think that's it. So there's a show. That's a show. I'll see you guys next week. Um, oh, make sure you guys check out uh, Host Battle Podcast with me and Winston. I'm also continuing to do the uh, Do You Believe series. Uh, my sister is a little tied up at the moment. She's got a lot going on, so it's just me. And I think I'm going to release those every Wednesday um, until she gets back. So I've been having a lot of fun. I've been having some great conversations with people about their religious uh, backgrounds and their journeys and where they are now and how they got there. It's very interesting stuff, man. I've, I've talked to a bunch of different people and uh, I'm, I'm proud of that too. And um, thank you guys so much for your support. I'm out. Peace.